0: Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're talking to Stillwater native Tyson Ritter of the All-American Rejects, who will be playing the Zoo Amphitheater October 14th in Oklahoma City. But first, a word from our sponsor. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. Okay, this week's question of the week is very much for the live music lovers out there. What was your favorite concert you saw in Oklahoma? First up, editor-in-chief Nathan Gunner.
1: I feel like this one was for me, and you guys know that I could literally spend the entire work day answering this question. So, just really quickly, I just made some, scrawled some notes, so I'm just going to go through it quickly. You 2 and Norman, 2009, at... Mm. OU Memorial Stadium, amazing, even though the Black Eyed Peas at that show were awful. Uh-huh. They played the worst set of any professional musicians I've ever Just seen. Just
2: at that show.
1: Though. Just at that one show, <laughs> though. No, I literally right. saw Fergie roll her eyes while she was dancing like she was bored to be there. I, oh, I'll never forgive them. Patty Griffin, David Wilcox, Sarah Watkins, or Casey Clifford at the Blue Door, all amazing. The JB Black Future album release show at the Criterion was absolutely off the hook. It was so good. Um, and LTZ killed it at that show, too. Uh, Foo Fighters at BOK, Paul McCartney at the Paycom, um, and one zillion others. Um, oh, and I just got to give a shout-out to uh, one of my very first concerts of my life, Reba at the Hinton Rodeo. Yes. I was going to say. Reba at the Hinton Rodeo. Uh, I don't remember much about the actual show, but it just feels like a little piece of history I got to see at a very young yeah. age. So that's cool. <clears throat> so those are some of mine.
0: Yes. Yep. Managing editor Carly Barrow.
2: Uh, so I've talked about Blink-182 that I went to in seventh grade before, but, um, I was, I've also been thinking a lot lately about how, um, we used to go see concerts at Frontier City all the time, and Three Dog Night was one that would come back every year, and that was just, like, like, a lot of the bands that we saw, I didn't really care about. But Three Dog Night, I feel like even kids can get into You know, yeah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Bull yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So. That um, Hoyt Axton song, first of all. So that song has an Oklahoma connection. Oh,
2: I didn't know that.
1: <clears throat> and um, that's also one of my mom's favorite bands.
0: So you and Kathy have that in common. <laughs> nice. My mom, too. Uh, really? Nice. Yeah. yeah we I used think
2: to, moms we had... just love Three Dog Night. <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. Who doesn't?
0: <laughs> when I was a kid, I kept looking at the record collection being like, we don't have any Beatles, <laughs> we don't have any Led Zeppelin, but we sure have all. The Three dog night. Albums. Yeah, I remember my dad once asking me, "You ever had a three dog night?" And I didn't know what it meant. Um, <laughs> I also,
1: never knew the name of Blink One Eighty Two has some new singles out. Yes, Ma'am, I, I hope you're excited about uh, that. They're I'm excited still for singing you.
3: about high school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> aren't we all, Megan, in our forties? Aren't we all? Uh, photo editor and recent high school graduate, Megan. <laughs>
3: um, I. One of my most memorable, I saw the Walkmen in like, Ooh. oh, it was a long time ago. It was the first concert I ever saw in Oklahoma it was Walkman at the opolis it was pretty magical. And then I also saw. TV on the Radio at the Diamond Ballroom. Ooh, tell us. I That's think on show. the Cookie Mountain tour, or um, maybe it was. I think
1: the... I was at that show.
3: Oh really? I think so. Oh, we I had know I've yeah, seen them there. I had a great time. Ghostland yeah. Observatory. I love the Diamond Ballroom. Is another one of mine. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen a lot of bands there, but yeah, definitely uh, Walkman and TV on the Radio are the ones that I can think of that I've really enjoyed here. I love that venue. I love <laughs> it so much.
4: <laughs> Research Center, Ben Lucian. When I was thinking about, um, when I saw this question, I had a memory unlocked. Because I've, <laughs> I've answered, I've given, I've talked about a few of these concerts before, on the show before. Um, but one I haven't talked about, um, the Roots actually opened up uh, the Gathering Place yeah. in Tulsa. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was either on my birthday or right next to my birthday. I went there for that. And a, I'm a huge Roots fan. Uh, it's one of the groups that helped get me into hip-hop, so that was a big deal for me.
1: That's awesome. That's a good answer. I, w- I wanted
0: to go to that so bad. I don't remember why I didn't, but I didn't go. What about you? Uh, for me, it was 2002. I saw They Might Be Giants oh, and a very, a very weird band called Mucka Ferguson. <laughs> and i i actually wanted to see i was like i i liked michael ferguson so much i bought their album at the show and it had such weird i so like one was called mc speller i'm mc speller and i like to spell s p e l l spell. yeah that uh so i wanted to see if, if michael ferguson was still around still making still making records uh at least from what i found their last show was <clears throat> the one that i saw In Tulsa. Okay. So sorry, Michael Ferguson. (laughs) A real piece of history. I thought you guys were awesome. I hope I didn't make you quit the business.
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, Hey man, I was in a band once that played one gig and broke up. I get it.
0: Love burger. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's a long story. (laughs) Uh, Well, it turns out the the people who listen to our podcast also love live music. Uh, So here's what they had to say. Sandra Sully uh, said Tina Turner and Rod Stewart. Oh, and share A three way tie, I guess.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, for a second I thought I was
1: like, when did the three like, of them when tour did they together? Ever, but, I know, okay, right? I
0: was like, that's a heck of a uh, concert. Janet Cantwell said Waylon Jennings years ago at Schroeder Ranch Roping, he was totally awesome. That would be cool. Uh, Lacey Wooten said Garth Brooks at the Diamond Ballroom in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, our very own producer Bridget Sloan said Slipknot at the Zoo Amp. Believe it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry Bennett said Weird Al in Tulsa. Uh, I saw
1: Weird Al at Northwest Classen High School
0: here. as one of the. He's great he's, live. Yeah, he's I've,
1: so good live.
0: Uh, Annette Young Struther said uh, her favorite was the Oklahoma Centennial concert in 2006. Oh. Shirley Jones performed as an honorary Oklahoman. Vince Gill, Blake Shelton, Miranda mm-hmm. Lambert, and a lot of local artists uh, and a lot of uh, other famous Oklahomans sent video messages. It was a proud
3: oaky moment. Megan, you were gone. working here then, right? Didn't you go have, to that? I think I did. I watched it on TV, but... Is that the one where there was, like, they an eagle flew through the arena or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah. I didn't... I she forgot. was that eagle. <laughs> yes, in spirit, yes. Megan, Soaring yeah, you performed
1: all of your country hits mm-hmm. that you have.
3: Yeah, no, I... I wow, I forgot about mm-hmm. that show. Not that it was not fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, and Lisa Bland Sellex said, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers kick off of their Aww. 40th anniversary tour I April 20th, at, 2017. I was at that show. Week. I was at that show. It and was the opening night of his final tour
1: before yeah. he died. Yeah. And, and it, I think, like, I'll start to cry if we talk about it too much because it, it, it really was an amazing night. And it wasn't to very many that, more shows after no, that. No, it was that tour, and then he yeah. was pretty much gone very soon after that
0: tour ended. Yeah. yeah all right well uh let's talk so way to go fans (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about some more live music and a variety of other things with Tyson Ritter we are so excited I'm so excited to be talking to Tyson Ritter
1: pride of Stillwater lead singer of All American Rejects who's coming here coming to the Oklahoma City Zoo Amphitheater October 14th Tyson welcome to the podcast we are so excited to have you
5: Thank you for having me on the cast of Pods.
1: <laughs> hey, so uh, October 14th, play in, the, play in the Zoo Amp, hometown show. What, is that, what does that feel like? What is that after all this? You, you've been doing this for a, for a hot minute now. Like, what does the, the hometown show mean to you at this stage of your career? You know, the hometown show
5: used to always be this navigable thing that was <laughs> like, you know, we became like, I remember when we started touring and coming back through Oklahoma or not when we started, but when we started getting a rhythm to our touring. Um, when we came back through Oklahoma, it was always a holiday marker. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. We're playing oh, yeah. we're playing Oklahoma City. It's Thanksgiving. And a lot of people were like, <laughs> I remember people would be so allegiant to those shows that they would be like, when we when we quit playing you know around that time or when we you know took a year off to write people would be like i don't know it's thanksgiving when i'm not going to this reject show <laughs> um so it's kind of yeah for me it, it was always the hometown shows a are just a complete cluster you know what um yeah. because there's 300 people on the guest list in stillwater where i'm from i have like three pages of the phone book uh <laughs> as a homestead family of a dust bowl crowd you know i have i think the most extended family of the band so for me it's just about being stretch armstrong and and trying to appease you know uh, woodwork cousins and uh people that are that are friends of friends and tag alongs and Totally. You know, my third grade teacher. <laughs> right.
1: Are there, when you're doing that show, when you're on that stage, are there faces you're looking for in the crowd? Are there people that you're kind of like, is there anybody that you hope doesn't show up? Maybe don't name them, but.
5: <laughs> no, no. I mean, honestly, it's funny. I, I just produced this record for this guy, this this kid, guy that I admire named, uh, he's, he's in a group or he he's the founder of a band called Eels. And um, he, Huge t- he was a of talking- theirs. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so we did a record that's coming out this summer, but I, um, he was telling me about how, he's from West Virginia and when they play Maryland, that it's like, a, he's like, there's people from high school that will yell, will yell in between songs. And he's like, it's awful. It's like the most God awful experience. Oh. And for me, for me, I don't, su- we don't suffer at all. I mean, for me, I think it's the backstage, you know, people you don't want to show up that just happen to finagle their way in, right? Or something. But honestly, that stuff has died off so much over the years. Um, I think the last time we wrestled with it the most, I had a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty guests personally at the Ford Center when we played. And oh, there were gosh. two, there were two arrests that night, and both of them were my family. <laughs> nice
1: nice i like that that's yeah i like that that's great (laughs) that's a
5: rock and roll oklahoma
1: fan man (laughs) so what what is how has this tour been so far like what what's what have been the highlights
5: you know honestly man i i came out to this tour um this tour was proposed after we did this show called um when we were young fest in las vegas Mm -hmm. and we were like, oh, yeah, we'll see who shows up. You know, we kind of expected there to be <laughs> a couple thousand people in front of the stage. And yeah. we stepped out on that stage. I mean, did we dress up as Elvis, for Christ's sakes? It was like, it we, it was just kind of, we didn't take it seriously. Right. And they were like, you know, because we were playing at the same time, like right before my Kim, who was on a whole different stage. So we were just like, oh, this is going to be, we didn't have high expectations. And there were like 40,000 people standing in front of that side stage. And It was probably one of the craziest cumulative experiences of my career in that we hadn't played a real show for a decade, Hmm. and these people came out in droves and were singing for our 30-minute set, which was chock full of songs that, you know, they grew up listening to, whether they liked it or not, and they were there having it with us, and that kind of spurned this idea of, well, what happens if we go out again? And I again, Mm. you know, thought that was a bit of a fluke. But we, you know, we came out to Tampa to start this tour, and I had really, really, you know, tampered my expectations, Mm. (laughs) tampered my Tampa expectations. (laughs) How about that, buddy? Um, and eight thousand people showed up, Mm. and it was probably one of the coolest. Like, there's this charging energy that we get now every night where. You know, honestly, man, the the shows we've been playing, you know, just to kind of keep the keep, keep ourselves, you know, connected, because the only time we see each other is when we play shows. So over the years, we play these, you know, random corporate gigs or festivals, right? And, and that energy that we were connecting to out there before this tour was very, you know, kind of, you know, a little half hearted. Not really half hearted, but just not as not what I remember, you know, and also yeah. what you would kind of expect, right? Of a band that maybe maybe was walking into that sunset, sure. Um, and then all of a sudden, the rooster's crowing down in Tampa and it's good morning rejects, and we got lightning in our freaking pencils. And this is this is like these are the best shows of our career. I could I cannot believe what's happening every single night, honestly, every single night on this tour, we step out, we go, holy cow. And, and we, and we give ourselves to these crowds, like, like it's night, like it's 1999 friends, (laughs) like fully, fully engaged. And honestly, man, wanting to die up there um because it's honestly some of the most beautiful experiences of a connected crowd where you're having all walks of life from yesterday that have been there with us since the beginning or and maybe never you know had the money to come see us maybe caught us at a warp tour and then these 23 year old kids who who get the this thrown in their feed on a spotify playlist as and it's offered the beauty of even though they pay like garbage, the streaming services. <laughs> I what appreciate they do, that,
1: by the way. Thank you.
5: <laughs> yeah. What the what they do when they offer this to these kids as like a, a recommended play is they show these kids not only where maybe the music they're listening to right now came from, but they're yeah. showing where it where it was, where it originated, how it was better, how it yeah. was, what the essence of all this stuff that they're listening to is, and they want to come out to a show. Um. That. yeah so that's the longest winded answer my wife's literally she's in the other room she she's doing oh we're okay well she's doing like wrap it up face like sh- stop answering that question for five minutes <laughs> so,
1: sorry it was a good answer i liked it
5: well Lindsay's on this line too she should be you should just butt in my, my publicist <laughs> she should just butt in and go tyson that's a four and a half minute answer no, he it's a good you, story. He he asked
1: you, "Do you like food?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would that for me would be forty-five minutes. So I get it. Um, yeah, I talked well, about.
0: Sure.
1: I you said something in there though that I thought was really cool that I'd like to talk to you about uh, about yeah. you know kids discovering kind of where the music they listen to came from. So I always yeah. talking to musicians. I'm always interested in where your music came from. Who who were the people you were listening to? Who made you want to do this?
5: Man, you know what's funny is when I first started this. I felt like I had to give like the not an expected answer. You know, we were. I I worked at a vintage clothing store, and and all our first pictures were you know me seen wearing like you know Nick and I wearing like these throwback shirts of like White Snake and Def Leppard, nice. and you know, I, and Nick loves those bands, and 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 I never really I wasn't that I'm not that kind of music listener, man. I've mm. I, I was raised on dirt road, dad drives. While he would drink a six pack and he was listening to the Black Crows and, and Stone Temple Pilots and 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 was very, very sort of, very pop radio centric when it comes yeah. to like, when it comes to like what was happening in alternative music back then. So like, that was my bread and butter. And then he like bought the Seal record. You know, this was a guy who <laughs> me through that. And then I found my mom's old records, which was, like, the Saturday Night Fever record and Kiss, Destroyer, and, like, um, uh, the Fleetwood Mac Rumors record. Like, I found that when I was, like, 14, and I I played that being fascinated. And then, you know, I worked at a paper sorting plant with a bunch of 60-year-old people, and that's where I was turned on to the golden hits of 1950s. Wow. Um, I'm a kid – who digested music in the singles-based world of the nineteen nineties? I'm not a record collector. I'm not the guy who you look back at my volumes of of music. I don't have those, man. Mm. Music is is like a like a pebble on the path of life. You pick it up for a little while, you put it in your pocket, and then you set it down, maybe, and to find another be- shiny rock that that it excites you. You know,
1: that's beautiful. I love that. That is really, really great.
5: Huh.
1: Okay. So uh, you're playing October 14th here at Oklahoma City. What's what's coming up for you guys? What's coming up for you? Um, I went and listened to some of your solo stuff. I thought it was great. Oh, um, thanks. So what do you got going on?
5: You know, I'm, I've been acting for the last decade. I've, I've done a couple feature films that came out this year that I'm not allowed to talk about. Um, and uh, because we're on strike. So for me, it's just right. like I'm excited about the future of – of that Um, my new band uh, now more than ever is playing the when we were young festival this year which we're really excited about the zoo amphitheater is going to be honestly I feel like this great show for the rejects and that you know we've been working with David Fitzgerald since we were babies man since Mm -hmm. like I'm sure he booked us at the 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 the, what's it called the bricktown brewery (laughs) back in the day yeah man (laughs) um and, and, and this uh, otherwise this whole tour is like a live nation thing. So mm-hmm. that we get to come home and and still put on a show with a guy who's been by our side through thick and through thin, um, it, and to be able to bring it home to the zoo for the very first time to deliver this show, which honestly the production is the bet is the coolest thing we've ever put together. This whole thing's going to be like, you jump in a time machine with us, you go back and it's, and you see it in the crowd every night, these kids, these people come and they're probably, you know, some of them are in their thirties and, and four songs in, they're they're crowd surfing because the little <laughs> child inside them grabs their heart and makes them stand up and jump. So it's, uh, it's really cool, man. Tons of stuff, maybe new music from the rejects. I don't know, man, we got a whole litany of dreams next year. We're, uh, we're figuring it out though.
1: That's exciting. What one, I got one more question and I always want to know this from Pete. What's your favorite part of the show so far? Like what's the part that if, if you could stop the show for a second and be like, okay, everybody watch cause what's about to happen is really cool. What, what part of the show would that be?
5: It's, it's a show. It's a part of the show that I actually do stop the show. Um, <laughs> I, I pick up a ukulele and I play a song that I wrote for a film called miss you already from about a decade ago. Um, and uh, it, it's called There's a Place, and it shuts the crowd up, and to be able to silence a crowd of, you know, eight to 10,000 people every night yeah. with a moment that's musical, where everyone kind of, cha- where it changes that, that we're at a concert to, we're at a concert together. Yeah. And oh, that togetherness yeah. is cultivated. Like, it's a really, it's a really connecting moment for the crowd, for me for all of us and at that point over it marks kind of the second act of the of the show and it goes from being a real fun show that maybe has some air of nostalgia to oh this is a show that that I'm going to remember and I feel like we're leaving people with that impression so to be able to do that 20 years into this career um and and feel like we're at the top of our game and to come off the show the stage with the smiles that we have painted on um it's the greatest most humbling gift every night
1: that's amazing that's amazing that's a great answer great answer thank you tyson cheers the show is october 14th at the oklahoma city zoo amphitheater tickets are on sale now let's go recommend you get them it's going to be fun um i'll be there more importantly tyson will be there uh and the all-american rejects is going to be an awesome show so i am stoked Tyson, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and uh, we look forward to it, man. I tell you guys something about that interview. What a nice
3: um, young man!
1: He is really nice. It was really, you know, you heard it. It was really nice. <laughs> like his house is great, and so like. I was that kid on Halloween. I don't know if any of you guys are like this. Like I was like, yeah, give me the candy, but like I'm looking behind. Oh <laughs> yeah. What's no. in your house? Uh, like I always
3: Your like, case in the joint. I was well, a little I was too. He's nosy. I would always go into like really fancy neighborhoods so yeah. that I could peer into their houses cuz I was just a creep. Yeah, no, me <laughs> too, right?
1: So you get me. So like that whole interview, I was really hard not to be like, "Oh my gosh, your house is amazing. What's that piece of art back there?" Like <laughs> cuz it really he has a fantastic house. Yeah. Like it's very cool. And like his wife's back there kind of running around and doing stuff, and I was just fascinated by his life and so I was was listening but it was a challenge sometimes because I just was (laughs) feeling very nosy about his home.
0: Anyway. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, he was
1: kind of walking around the whole time. You know, like, I got, I got kind of a little bit of a tour over his shoulder. It's
0: mm-hmm. very much kind of, I mean, I feel like we all do that during the weird overnights. <laughs> Any of our overnight stories, we're just, like, it's snooping true. around. Of like, what's, what's happening over here? Yeah, this door's locked. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. All right. It is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod vents. And first up this week is Megan.
3: Uh-oh. Megan. As a child... And a young adult, I longed for the day that I would no longer have to attend school and I could get a full-time job. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> now, many years later, I often long for the days when I was expected, to, when all I was expected to do was do a good job learning and make art projects. If you're one of those adults that misses that instruction, you may want to check out the Oklahoma Fall Arts Institute at Quartz Mountain State Park. From October 5th to the 8th, Adults can attend the first of three weekend workshops being offered this month at this beautiful resort nestled in the mountains next to Lake Altus. Amid the inspiring scenery, students will take part in workshops that delve into creative writing, photography, dance and movement, acrylic painting, and even a printmaking class by Marwin McGay. Um, I love him. Yes, I do too. He has beautiful woodblock prints of birds. Mm. For anyone that's not familiar, um, he is a very talented Oklahoma artist. Mm-hmm. So the Fall Arts the Fall Arts Institute, not surprisingly, is a popular retreat for uh, current educators. So there's also a class about teaching art in the classroom too. There are several classes about instruction in general. Um, but you don't have to be a teacher to attend. You can just be a A schlump like me. (laughs) So for more information, visit oaiquartz.org. Megan, you're my favorite schlump.
0: (laughs) Uh, Nathan, what's your event?
1: So uh, in this life, I have spent the better part of 43 years hacking away at trying to learn various instruments. I've tried piano. I've tried guitar. I've tried bass. Really spectacularly failed at all of them. You guys have heard me saying, you know it's not great. Mm -hmm. Uh, In college, I had a friend named John Bond. Joby. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um, But I really did have a friend named John Bond. Uh, and his, he was a musical genius. He literally could look at an instrument and figure out how to play it just really quickly like a pro. It was amazing to watch. And one time, he, he got a hammer dulcimer, and he lent it to me for three weeks because I said I wanted to try to learn it. I don't know if you guys ever heard the hammered dulcimer? It's a really, really beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful instrument. Um, and it's a really cool thing. If you've ever seen one, it's kind of shaped like a trapezoid. And it sits on your knees. And then there's a, a leg that screws into the back of it. And it rests on that, too. So it's kind of got a three-point. And then you have these really light little mallets that you barely hold between your thumb and forefinger like that. And you just kind of barely
0: strike like, the strings, like an Italian explaining something.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, anyway, it's really it's it was a lot of fun. I got to have it for a few weeks, and I managed to eke out just a short little tune, like just enough to like okay, I maybe if with years and lots of money, um, neither of which I had to learn the hammered dulcimer, but it's fine. But like John was playing it with like a master. It was cool to watch. So I've never mastered it myself, but I am excited because you're going to get to hear the Hammer Dulcimer at the Winter Creek Reunion Dulcimer and Acoustic Music Festival, happening Thursday, October 5th through Sunday, October 8th in the southern Oklahoma town of Bennington. For those of you who don't know, Bennington is east of Durant, just off U.S. Highway 70, and boy, do they know how to throw an acoustic music festival in Bennington! There will be concerts, barn dances, and workshops on a number of instruments to help old and new alike develop their skills. They're going to be rocking the mountain and hammer dulcimers, auto harp, penny whistle, fiddle, banjo, and any other instrument you might need to start a Carter family tribute band. This Friday, then Friday and Saturday nights are acoustic jams, not to mention that there's going to be food vendors and tent and RV camping, and it sounds like it's going to be a really fun long weekend. So for more information, call 215-622-6394 or visit rrvdc.com, (laughs) rrvdc.com.
0: Okay. Carly, what's your event?
2: Sometimes, if you want to live a more positive life, you have to distance yourself from the negative people bringing you down. That's why I'll be skipping the Pelican Festival and (laughs) heading for the Pelican Festival. At Grand Lakes Wolf Park, October 5th through 8th, the City of Grove celebrates the annual fall migration of American white pelicans with a parade, car show, arts and crafts, a carnival, and a Miss Pelican Festival pageant, which has to be like the best Miss... Right. whatever. Miss Pelican. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's amazing. I was Miss Pelican. <laughs> but the star of the show is undoubtedly the buoyant birds who seek temporary refuge at the lake, which they would describe as more than half full. Admission is free, but carnival armbands are $30. Visit pelicanfestok.com for more info. That is one of the most unique festivals I've ever heard of in the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Good job. It's yeah. very cool. Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> ben, what's your event this time?
4: Well, history has given us many sets of brothers whose names and accomplishments will remain even through the tunnel of time. I'm talking Wilbur and Orville Wright, John and Robert Kennedy, and yeah, I guess Ted too. Uh, Prince William and Harry, I don't know their last name, (laughs) Greg Elwell and Ben Lucian. (laughs) But this Tuesday evening in Tulsa, maybe the biggest fraternal set of all comes to town, that's right, Kevin, Joe, and Nick are bringing the Jonas Brothers five albums, one night tour to the BOK Center. No other brothers have gifted the cultural zeitgeist with more cherished works of art. And if you're asking Ben, by cultural zeitgeist, do you mean Disney's Entertainment Enterprises? <laughs> and by cherished works of art, do you mean the song Sucker, Cool, Burnin and Burnin' Up? To which I reply, of course, they're practically synonyms. Don't ask such silly questions. If you're a 2000s Disney kid like myself, you're not going to want to miss this Camp Rock-sized nostalgia bomb. The show starts at 7.30 p.m. with special guest Lawrence, coincidentally also a sibling duo. Ticket prices start at $55. You can take it from me, folks. You're going to want to see the show because there's definitely nothing else bigger going on in in the Jonas Brothers fandom right now than this (laughs) concert. For tickets and more information, visit VOKCenter.com. Okay, hearing
1: the Jonas Brothers described as a nostalgia act, I can yes. feel my bones turning to <laughs> yeah. dust. Yeah,
0: you, you better drink some whole milk. Oh, honey. man.
1: I am feeling like I'm getting a case of the rheumatiz
0: <laughs> from that event right up. What's yours, Greg? Oh, uh, well. Is it are just you... you telling us we're old? It is. Okay. It is. Uh, are you tired of sitting around the house? Would you rather no. sit around somewhere else or maybe stand? Then have I got a deal for you. Starting Thursday and running through next week, you can stand or sit or sort of lean slightly against a wall maybe and see some really weird, really unexpected, really live theater in Oklahoma City's Paseo District. theater Crude Fringe Festival returns with, dare I say, the most bonkers lineup of shows I can't wait to see, Big Dad Energy, The Curious Case of the bloodsucking Remote, Hot Boys. Pricks. The Vaccine Musical. (laughs) Hidden Hands. Tantalizing Tales of Puppet Terror. Fun fact, that list I just gave you has only two of the three puppet-inclusive shows at this year's (laughs) festival. Oh, it's... puppetastic this year fringe theater is all about doing something no one has seen before and may never see again it can be funny it can be heartbreaking it can sometimes be both at once so stand up however briefly locate your nearest internet connected device and go to theatercrew.org to get tickets Uh, each show is $15 but a wildcat pass will get you into four shows for $48 or the black gold pass will get you into every single show and possibly heaven itself for $120 and the sound of an opera about space frogs, also a thing at Theater uh, Crude, <laughs> means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. But if you can't get enough, head over to OklahomaToday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at travelok.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ivara, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song, editing, and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com.
2: Goodbye.